Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hi there. <laughs> this, here we are. Hey. Uh, I'm Bob. This is David. And here, from behind the camera, is a special Rose. Hello. She's come to visit with us. Um, she fought it for such a long time, but we prevailed. It was great. Way to go, David. Yeah. Come on, now. we got her. We got her. Way to go. <laughs> yes. So I yielded. You yielded. <laughs> uh, See, she has such a submissive such life. Such a servant. She's a servant. Just like Liz. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not quite. But here we are. And um, today we wanted to just talk with Rose and ask her really personal, weird questions and see, mm, what, okay. see what, what comes out, right? Now, you are finally going to get to hear from the person that's behind the camera all the time that you never hear from, except for when she giggles, <laughs> right? Yeah. She does yes. that now and then. It's a great time back there. Rose, what would you like to talk about today? I, I don't want to talk about you anything. You don't want to talk about that? <laughs> What's like been listening. on your heart? Uh, well, we kind of discussed it earlier a little bit. Um, I have found myself frustrated with and wondering like what to do about um, how it feels like the church specifically ours at the moment has been in this like lull where we don't really appreciate what we have. Um, I'm not saying that nobody is appreciative of what we have or that nobody is um, engaging in it, but um, I think it becomes really easy to not, recognize what you have when you have it. Like, you know, for instance, I'm married, I have a spouse and I take him for granted all the time <laughs> because I live with him and I have him there and he's always going to be there. And like, I don't have to worry if he's going to be home or not. He's going to be there, you know? And I feel like that's maybe mm. something that we've done as Christians um, coming to church. just like, Oh, the church is going to be there. These people are going to be there. I don't have to worry about that. But the reality is, is that this life is a blink of an eye. Um, so you never know when someone's not going to be there. And also, mm -hmm. like, what we have is so amazing. Um, the way that we're able to host God's presence and completely yield to him and each other is extremely um, amazing. And it seems like lately it's being taken for granted. Yeah. Hard to tell, you know, what people's hearts are all the time, but I believe that, um, it's true. You can get used to the presence of God. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think when we say taken for granted, we, it may sound kind of harsh, like somebody's yeah. evil about it, or, but it could be that you've just gotten used to it. Yeah. Like you're used to the person being around, Yeah, like you said, and all, and, um, which is actually, um, uh, kind of a, uh, I don't know. It's, it's in some ways it's a great thing in our church that we have the presence of God all the time there. Yes. <laughs> He's kind of always Hallelujah. hanging out, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, especially up in the sanctuary when nobody's there, right, Rose? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's yeah. Pitch black. It's pitch black. There's like, only Rose one is, person ready to scare uh, you. <laughs> Rose, Rose is afraid to go in the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. I like to study in there in the dark, and I scare the occasional person <laughs> that runs through there. But it's a good presence in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but do you get used to it? Do I get used to it? Him. No, because I have had long seasons of my life where his presence was hidden from me, oh. even though I was doing all the right things, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the Lord mm. let me go through some times where his manifest presence, we're not talking about his omnipresence because he's obviously <clears throat> present all the time. Right. We're talking about the revelation of his face in Christ, to use biblical terms, where we actually sense that he's there in the room. It's a spiritual sense. It's not, it's not an emotional thing. It's not like, yeah. Oh, you know, sometimes there's soul. That would be weird. If it was that. <laughs> I've seen it. I've done All it. I've us. done it a few times. <laughs> I've done this weird, like Twitch thing a few times, whereas like, oh, yeah. I don't know what that thing was about, but so there are like bodily manifestations, but it's really a spiritual sense. But I mean, the Lord's taken me through times where I just not experienced that. And I had to be faithful without that. And then when that came back in, I was just like, oh, yes, Lord, thank you yeah. so much. And the to be able to sense that, um, to me, I, I like, I'm not going to say it could never happen again that mm -hmm. I would get used to it. But I, I don't think that just because when you love the presence of God and then you don't experience the manifest presence, um, it does really increase your appreciation for it. 
And I think that is why he does give us times of the wilderness and times of the dark night of the soul. <laughs> We're going to quote um, St. John of the cross. Um, he'll give that because he's like, number one, it tests you. It lets you see what your faith is really made of. But number two, you're like, yes, okay. The bridegroom's here again. Like I'm no longer missing him. Like I know he's here. I, I hear the Holy spirit. Um, but I don't know. That was that was my answer. But I'm sure it could happen where you right. get you get used to it. Well, know? I have a question for you, Rose. Okay. Have you ever been in a service or just a time? Let's go even beyond service, okay? Because I, I mean, service is easy to point yeah. to, but just times with God's people, where people have said, "Wow, wasn't the presence of God great then?" <laughs> and you were like. It was? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, what's that all about? Um, <laughs> well, I'm actually in a season that David was just describing where, oh, the it's, dark night. yes, it's not the greatest time <laughs> at oh. all. And not only that, but I jumped into the season right when starting to wor- be a worship leader. So wow. I have to host something that I can't feel. But and isn't worship about your feelings? And no, your emotions? no. <laughs> it would be terrible if it was. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's, I don't know. I don't, um, his presence is there and knowing that. And I remember there was a time a while back where I was trying to f- come up with a set list. And um, w- one of the songs that came to mind was, and it was very hard time. Like I was like, Oh, not this song. Oh, this doesn't go with this key. And you mm-hmm. know, all the logistics of it. But then I like heard in my head when you walk into the room, um, everything changes. And so I was like, he was speaking to me about it and how, when he walks into a room, everything changes and it doesn't matter if we can feel it. It doesn't matter if we can see it. doesn't matter if we know that it's happening. It is what's happening. And mm-hmm. just kind of, um, learning to yield to that, no matter what we feel like is what I am going through right now. So I think, um, a lot of Christianity is based on feelings. Yes. Which is very problematic <laughs> in so many ways. By the way, I think feelings are great. Mm-hmm. It's great to have great feelings, right? Hey, good is that feel. felt? That, it is feels, now. That feels really good. <laughs> Stop tickling my elbow. <laughs> but but um, I think, um, like I said, it's wonderful. Feelings are wonderful. They're just not designed to be the main driver. Yeah. Right? Uh, truth is... Uh, God is, um, but not just our feelings because they, they can sometimes deceive you, Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes our feelings, um, can get kind of lost in the soul area and not the spiritual area. Mm -hmm. And so we sometimes, by the way, uh, it's not always, by the way, a lot of times our feelings are going right along with the spiritual manifestation of something. Yeah. I get that. Um, but I think we can, we, um, uh, there's a tendency in Christianity a lot lately, um, especially in the worship realm that we're talking about right now, yes. that uh, there's feelings um, that people are looking for. And, and very interesting enough, because I've talked to people, because I'm not really a music person myself. I love worship and I love music, but I wouldn't consider myself, like I'm, I'm totally a dunce when it comes to music. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes Same down here. to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You so, sing almost every podcast though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a total dunce. When I <laughs> sing. <laughs> sing of you. Okay. Um, but uh, the reality is, is that um, I talking to, you know, um, music people, they tell me that there are certain things you can do with music that will make people's feelings go a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um and to me, it can be a f- false thing at times um, uh, or lead us to a false expectation. Or sometimes it could be God actually dealing with our feelings and wooing us into a real place of worship with him. So it could be either way. Yeah. I don't think it's just one or the other. Um, but it's an interesting thing because I think if you depend on you just your feelings, like if you if there's no feelings, there's no God – that would be a problem, yeah. <laughs> you know, because our feelings, they'll lead us astray. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's time for you to repent from this, Rose, and there you go. <laughs> That's why we got you here yes. today, to have some <laughs> repentance go on. And, every day. Uh, <laughs> every day. But um, what's, what, 
What do you expect from God? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, wow. Thank you. He said, here, come sit here and then we'll just, with your hot little hands, throw yes, me into the deep end. Hands. We're going into the deep end. Yes. Um, what do I expect from God? In this, we can in this time, it. in this time, and in the in the realm of worship. I um, I don't know. I know that it's important to have an expectancy, like mm -hmm. of God, mm -hmm. and I have an expectancy of Him. But I I can't say that I have any expectations of Him right now. Like I don't mm -hmm. know how to explain that very well, but um. I find that when I like do start expecting things of him, I get on like the bad end of expecting things, you know? So presumption. Yeah. Like I need this or I want this, or you can do this. Like I just went through a time of like being really ill and not <laughs> being able to function like a normal human being. Mm -hmm. And every day was just like, I was expecting healing. I was, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I trusted and believed in healing and I like, and he did heal me, but it was like, there were times where I was like, again, still like <laughs> I'd wake up and it would not be changed. And I'd be like, are we serious right now? I'm very over this. I'm done. Um, I don't, I don't know. I know I'm not really answering your question. Oh, but there's not a right answer. Right. Yeah. Like, I just, it's, you know, your journey. I don't know. I, yeah. Do you think a lot of people go through that? Yeah. I think everyone goes through it. Mm. Yeah, that's what's absolutely. great about um, fellowship. You uh -huh. get to and like God is that you get to walk through it with other people. And I'm very um, thankful and blessed to have people have gone before me. And almost every single thing that I bring up that's weird or awful in my life. <laughs> uh -huh. Somebody has like, yeah, I've been through that, but it's OK because this is how I got through it. Yeah, so you said you went through uh, some sick sicknesses and mm -hmm. things. Would you say that the presence of God was less or greater or different during that? Time? Oh, so that was the great part of it is um, I rely like the Lord is what I rely on heavily in those times, obviously. <laughs> and it was like, you know, there's times in our walk where he changes the way he speaks to you and the way he shows you things. And for me, um, like it was already kind of a weird time where he was starting to change the way he was talking to me. And then it was like, it felt like I was in a room of a house and the doors were all open and he was in another room and I couldn't get to him. Hmm. And it, that's what it felt like. But he was there, you know, yeah. he was, his presence was filling the home, but it was like, I couldn't be with him in that time. Yeah. And I was so angry <laughs> and frustrated because it was like, I am supposed to rely on you and like trust you in this time, but I can't get to you. I feel like you're not coming into the room when I'm asking you to, but you know, sometimes we don't understand why he's doing things, but I've just felt like a little all of this season and just like, Oh really? We're going to, we're going to press more. I don't think there is more Lord. And then he presses more and you're like, wow, there, I guess, I guess there is something left in more. there. Yeah. yeah. So wow, absolutely. Yeah. It's been very, mm -hmm. it was very like distant, but it was not like a bad distant. I don't know how to explain that. Like it wasn't, I don't, that's not the right wording, but, um, it was like a parent, I don't know, leaving their kid in the crib. I guess. Cry it out. Yeah. To figure it out for my kid, but <laughs> two hours later, <laughs> they're still <laughs> going. <laughs> Not exaggerating. They're strong. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing that. That's a really tough yeah. thing to go through. And you know, I've, I've been through that. And like you said, people say, Oh, I've been through that. And it's like, yeah. it's not easy, but it is like a limited time that you go through that. And yeah. You know, I'm sure there's things you've done like to seek him. And, you know, I, I think like one thing you're saying is the difference between the spirit and the soul. Right. Yeah. Because our spirits can be strong even while our soul is completely depleted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when our soul goes down or our body, our body's huge, right? When you're in physical mm -hmm. pain. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. I don't want to think about anything. Yeah. I definitely don't want to set my mind sleep. on God and read Deuteronomy <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Read it's Deuteronomy. tough, you know, um, but 
a lot of times we take that temptation and be like, because my soul and body's weak, my, I guess my spirit has to be weak too. Mm-hmm. When we can build up our spirit in the word and prayer and fellowship, like yeah. you said, sometimes all you can do is tell someone what's going on and you're fellowshipping and God is, is feeding you through that. Um, and there's, I mean, we can have like a, a spiritual response when there's no soul response. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I've been praying in the spirit or worshiping and I like, I like start to like sense something or I even started to cry one time without tears. It was like a total spiritual cry yeah. thing. And you could still make yourself a vessel for the Holy spirit to use. But the gas tank being low is just such a real thing. Yeah. And like God's seeming distance is, is such a real thing. And he's teaching you wisdom. You know, he's mm-hmm. making you relatable. I mean, you don't want to hear that stuff, you know, but it's like you already mentioned the oil pressing and the wine pressing and that's stuff that's going to be released in the next era of your life. Like it's going to be poured out. Um, and we don't see how he's working, but he is like, he is fashioning and pruning and he's the vine dresser in that. And that's like to trust in him in that time is, is testing your faith. Yeah. If you will endure that or not, this is a temporary thing. Um, it's a mm-hmm. season. It could be a really long season, a really painful yeah. one. Um, but you trust him in that. And one scripture that really helped me, I heard a message on it somewhere on YouTube. It's um, really good. Uh, Paul Washer was preaching on it, I think. But it was in Isaiah 50. There's a verse that says, let the one who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord is God. And it's like just such a simple thing. Like we will walk through those times and like trusting who the father is, who the spirit is, who Jesus is in that time. It'll just hold you. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's it's hard, but it's forming something. It's forming Christ in you because Christ went through that wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went through that time. You know, and Satan's like, "Oh, you really? You're the son of God? Like, where is he? You're hungry. Like, you don't. You know, you're alone." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't eat by bread alone." <laughs> he's just like, yes. and he had to go through that, and it's he's so relatable. So yeah, I, I think just thinking about the man Jesus himself in those times is what got me through that. Cause he did go through those times of feeling cast off and forsaken mm-hmm. and walking in the wilderness. And we know that he is not stopping praying for us. Yeah. Even while we feel distant for him, he's pouring out his heart and in intercession for us. Um, just to give people a few things that, that might be going on there. Like yeah. I can't be like, well, you know, this is proving, this is forming in you the spiritual fruit <laughs> yes. of long suffering so that you may help people get out of addiction. <laughs> and I was like, I can't tell you exactly what God's doing. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely building up endurance in my faith oh, yeah. and trusting. It's not fun, but it no. is going to be worth it. Yeah. It you will. know, it reminds me, uh, not too long ago, actually, I was, um, but yeah, probably going through a similar kind of time. But you're a pastor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're not like us. You get that. <laughs> you're a prophet. Yeah. mere people. Um, but the... Um, I was there and I, uh, in a moment of weakness, I turned on some music, you know, and uh, that I had in my what kind of music. It, it was Christian music. Oh, okay. It was oh, yeah. surprisingly. Yeah, but, um, and what came on all of a sudden, it, it started to uh, do something to my soul, but it was the weirdest thing. It was this song, uh, Something's Gotta Break. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard that song. But it's it's not coming to my brain, but, but the name is uh, yeah. self-explanatory. Yes, and, but <laughs> and, and so um, yeah, and so there was this. All of a sudden, I found my soul like breaking, like well, well. First of all, what happened was I started to see my soul in a whole different way than I normally would have, which mm-hmm. was very it, it was interesting to me. I was like, oh, oh, those are the needs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that's the problem. You know, I've been kind of like uh, smothering it over with stuff yeah, <laughs> and busyness yeah. and things, and all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, he, you know, he's talking to me through this thing um, that something's got to break here, and you know, I was like, huh, really? More? The little pieces already, <laughs> you know, there's tiny little pieces of now yeah. and now and this. But I think sometimes that um, the presence of God, the manifest presence of God, will bring us to um, actual realization of the state of our soul um, yeah. and the uh, the need there for him in that place. Uh, not just the need to feel better, <laughs> but the yeah. need for him to be in it with us in our soul. 
to work in us and to um, do what he only he could do. And when he was mm-hmm. all of a sudden, not like I said, I'm listening to this and I'm like, huh. I felt like it was like a chisel going into my soul. It was the strangest thing. It was like, you know, I it was like singing to you. Yeah, yeah. It was such a happy. No, it, was, it wasn't a happy Something's song. Got a break, right? but, uh, <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's not my oh. word a hammer. <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh, this is not. Wasn't expecting that, God. You know, I was just like putting on some music to ease the so- mm-hmm. the soul, and meanwhile, you're like, oh, you want to, you want to break me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's like that was brutal, huh? That's funny. Like, you wanted kinda... to listen to music and you turned on worship. Yes. You know. Yeah. You're gonna listen yeah. to Christian music. I don't know. I don't. I don't love the term Christian music. Oh yeah. Because it's worship or it's yeah just music. Yeah. So yeah. it became worship for you. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying because that yeah. hap- happened to me another time. I shared this on the podcast mm-hmm. where I was like at a super low spot, just wanting to quit everything. And I was going to quit. And then the song came on about like how God's you're like, someone's going to say goodbye to God for the last time. And then God was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, oh. it was this Josh Garrels song. It was super good. Uh, Christian music. No, he, he's a, yeah. he's, a he's a Christian artist. Is he Christian? Famous? He's really good. No, he's, he's really good. But um, I feel he like worships. what you're talking about is like the conviction. Yeah. The conviction comes through music mm-hmm. sometimes where you're like, Oh, like it sinks into you in a way that someone could tell you it verbally and you'd be like oh yeah i already know that and then in music you're like oh dang like the father loves me i'm not gonna catch i'm not gonna guard. quit oh you know and it's like it, it hits a vulnerable right. spot in you so i think yeah i mean there's a lot of amazing music you can you can just listen to that and but sometimes it feels like it's just bouncing off you yeah i get it you know <laughs> it has so, that ability to yeah. kind of drill down and burrow into your mm-hmm. soul it's kind of a weird thing that god's created with music and worship and praise um, and, uh, what it does, what it can do to us actually in some ways, even yeah. when we felt like we're like, you know, in the little shell just kept yes. away or in the other room, yeah. <laughs> you know, throwing and, my fit, right. I want to have my and, fit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden that music is, uh, like, it's like a burrowing through the wall. It's like, Oh, here I am now. Now, now we're fully exposed. This is a problem, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I think that, yeah. uh, uh, it's interesting when well, when we talked about the presence of God, when we talked about worship, you uh, immediately went to like a worship set, you said. Mm-hmm. And it, it always struck me. I mentioned this to other worship leaders that I've met. They relate to things in terms of songs. Mm-hmm. It's it's the strangest thing, <laughs> like, you know, or what like God's doing. And Here's my five-minute signal. You Sorry. got five-minute <laughs> five signal? Minutes. Oh, this is great. People are going to be like, what is she doing? She's going to run off set. <laughs> And hit something and come back. come back. She's good at this. She's good, you yeah. know. Yeah, it'll, it'll work out. <laughs> it'll work Sorry, out. you were saying. Oh, yeah. But it's interesting that you worship people, you worship leaders, song worship leader people, <laughs> <laughs> those things. That how you, Priests, how you priestesses. Um, perceive a service mm-hmm. has so much to do with the, the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have issues with worship leaders. By the way, it's okay. Me too. You know, and so, or song leaders. Some are not really worship leaders; they're mostly song leaders. But we can talk about that when you get back. Okay, sounds good. Okay, right. <laughs> there she goes. Bye. <laughs> Don't leave us forever, please. <laughs> All right, is she's coming on? back, and is you're trying to figure out. Now? People are like, "What is going on?" Okay. How do I turn this off? Press well, stop. I press stop. Oh, reset. reset. There it is. <laughs> we just. Can figure yeah. out the camera, but I can't figure out my phone. <laughs> Just oh boy. <laughs> Rose took a break. Okay. <laughs> now she's he back. said he didn't like worship leaders, so I left. Oh uh, yes, yeah. she left. She, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm a worship apologize. follower. Church hurt. And she came to church hurt. <laughs> I'm a worship follower. Uh, oh yes. Not You're a, a worshiper. But isn't a preacher a worship leader? Yes. Because isn't worship a response to revelation? Yes. So I think like I think the two are hand in hand. I think sometimes there's not good worship because there's not good preaching and a lot of mm. pastors are like how come our church isn't focused on god how come these worship mm. songs are all about me and yet their messages right are <laughs> <laughs> their personal <laughs> hobby horse or theology their hobby know, horse. they're not preaching the word so it's i mean i would put that back on these I'm, I'm hearing a lot of pastors that are like critical of the worship movement 
And it's like, why don't you get on your horse and preach Jesus Christ? And then once there's a revelation mm-hmm. of Jesus, maybe your people will know how to worship them. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll have a revelation to respond to. So I'm getting a little tired. I don't, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> It's okay. I'm getting tired of the whining and like the, the oh the Christian culture and like eating our own young when we need to preach Jesus Christ <laughs> and like give them an example to follow. So that's just I'm getting down Amen. off the soapbox right now. Yeah. It's true though. Yeah. Uh I and that's what I was saying about worship like song people, song leaders. Some of it uh is bothering is, is bothersome to me because I believe a lot of people get most of their doctrine and their belief system from songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because, yeah. like you said, some of those songs are, you know, and obviously those songs are coming from someplace. Maybe they're getting it from their pastor who's, like you said, talking are. about themselves and their thing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so you have people developing a whole uh, walk in Christianity around songs. Mm-hmm. And, and their interpretation of and the song. Yeah, and those own. songs are, a lot of times, they're not really... Uh, Biblical <laughs> systematic, systematic theology by yeah. Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's Be a like strange five thing. Five pages long. <laughs> that was the longest yeah. song. <laughs> that song is the long version. Yeah. yeah, I actually really want to see our church specifically um, start to like break out of the we have to be singing songs, even. Like, what if we just had services where we just played instruments and sang with our instruments and there was no words to sing, you know, but our own yeah, worship. Yeah. The evangelist in me doesn't like that because it doesn't, people can't come in and join with it necessarily. Yeah. It's not being like explained to them. So. Oh, she would explain. It would have to be led. It would have to be led. Well, yeah. By a worship leader. Yes. So <laughs> led, but then it wasn't the like a, She's like, Oh, Happy day. Yeah, that's that's, it's very happy. It's very great. It's a great day. (laughs) But like, maybe not for somebody. I know. But also, it can be. So you have to, like, I found with me, like, on days that I just come in in a bad mood (laughs) and I stand in the back and I just stand in my seat. None of us (laughs) ever do that, you know, Um, where I just don't want to be there, but I'm there because I need to be there Mm -hmm. or I'm supposed to be there. Um, There's times where I just have to get over it and go up front, even though I don't want to be seen by anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anyone coming up and hugging me or touching me or saying anything to me. You know, I don't want to worship God. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it. (laughs) Um, I don't want to praise God. Yes. Sorry. I don't Mm -hmm. want to praise God or, you know, lay my life down in that moment. Yeah. Um, but I go and I take a step forward and I pray in tongues and I get over it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the Lord meets me. And it's great. Yeah. I think it's key, like for me to change my posture Mm -hmm. in that. Like if I, like Mm -hmm. you said, if you sit in the back, it's just gonna, it's just gonna heap on top of you. It's going to create an avalanche of self pity and Mm -hmm. sullenness. Yeah. (laughs) And, but if you go in front and you kneel down or you get on your face or even you put your hands out to receive from God, something will happen because Mm -hmm. we're spirit, soul, and body. Um, So I think that's a great point that you're making that it's like, Again, that's our spirit telling our soul and our body to worship God. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that's way different than just, oh, I'm feeling happy today. So deep cries out to deep cries out. (laughs) (laughs) It could be, it could be like deep cries out. (laughs) Yeah. You could put your own tone into it. Yeah. I'm drowning in the (laughs) deep end. That's that warfare tongue will come out. The rakatasha. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, man. Oh man. Well, I'm I'm liking the fact that you're able to confess here in front of everybody, God and these witnesses, um, all your um, sins. sins. It's yeah. very good. They could be forgiven. You, you, you think about forgiving her sins, David? Am I thinking yeah. about forgiving her, her sins? sins yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not something I can do. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I can point you to Jesus. Oh, okay. but, uh, that's, Hallelujah. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> that's about that's it. You know what's weird is like there is a discipline of confession of sins. Oh, yeah. Like I know I've gotten a lot of freedom from that, just like telling people, here's what I've been struggling with. And they can be like, yeah, like the Lord forgives you for that. Like what mm-hmm. are you going to do now? 
Yeah. And I think that's in a sense, I don't think, I don't know if it's everything Jesus meant when he's mm-hmm. saying like, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Right. Because I think there's an element where the church has to forgive sin. Like obviously a Jesus atoned for sin, but we have to speak that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Number one, we have to speak the gospel. Mm-hmm. But number two, we have to say, yeah, this is the promise for those that sincerely repent. There is forgiveness. There is mercy. Go forward, go and sin no more. Like we have to be able to, um, share our sin and we also have to be able to restore people from their sin or else it's just like a rebuke society. It's just like, yeah. well, what are you, you know? So you're saying there's hope for our fallen rose here. Yeah, <laughs> no, Thank God. Yeah, no, I like, I, um, like to be really open with the things that I've dealt with or like, you know, with, you know, within reason, but yeah. like just, I hate the mentality of like, oh, I must keep my image, you know, because my image is Jesus. And if I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, projecting that image, then my image is worth nothing, you know? So I, I, I had a struggle in high school. I thought that like, you know, the pastors were perfect and the leaders were perfect. And like pretty much everyone who came to church was perfect. That was older. And like, as a young child, I had to attain to that. It was just this weird thing. And I mean, if it weren't for people being open and honest about their sins and the things that they've gone through and like, yeah, I've been through that, but like, look where you can go. Like, mm-hmm. look where we can, like, look where Jesus can take you. Um, yeah, good. without that, I would not be here. So I, I like yeah. to do the same model, the same. Yeah. Very good. So here we are. Here we in are. the presence of God. You want to end witnesses. early? <laughs> no, no, I don't want to end early. Okay. I, just, I think we're just warming up yeah, now. Okay, great. <laughs> so uh, what are you doing about this situation? About my my situation yeah. of not being able to yeah. hear him, feel him? Feel him? Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing him, so I guess yeah. that's not an accurate... Well, he's in the other room, and he's yes. pretty loud at yeah. times. Is he watching Sports Center in there? No, no, no. Hey, God! Hey, God! Hey, God! Don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am continuing to do what I know he's called me to do, what mm-hmm. I know he's asked me to do, and uh, keeping my ears open and trying not to fill it with other things because it feels... Like I need, like, you know, like not just, oh, I'm bored or, you know, how Mm -hmm. we'll we'll just fill our, sorry, our gates with everything. Yeah. We can fill our lives with bad stuff. Yes. So trying not to, um, put my Mm -hmm. strength or my reality or my focus on like other things because I'm not getting it. What, what I want to feel Mm -hmm. from him, Mm -hmm. you know, and just opening the Bible, even though I'm got, I got nothing the day before and I haven't received any revelation and it feels like I'm just reading or it feels like I'm just, you know, opening my mouth. But I mean, he meets me mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he doesn't, but like, it's just different. Like I don't feel it. I don't, which it's not about feelings, which is why I keep doing it. But right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to endure <laughs> this season. <laughs> Endurance endure yeah. the season because it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I would even say it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I know that he has plans for my future and a promise for my future. Yes. So I'm going to hang on to that and yeah. um, just continue to trust him. Yeah. I think what every now and then we, uh, when we're in those kinds of situations in our lives that all of a sudden we get the suddenly of God, like he just shows up, mm-hmm. like yes. all of a sudden he blasts through the yes. door into that new ro- into the room you're yes. in. He's like, yeah, okay now. Um, so, um, yeah, our, like you were saying, your expectation, the way you see it right now may not be met mm-hmm. being met, but what he's doing, he will meet you. Yeah. It's just a matter of the the when and, like I said, having that uh, endurance, mm-hmm. uh, that steadfastness to be able to hang in there with him and also not to part from him. Yeah. Because I think what a lot of people do when they're um, hurting like that, if you will, mm-hmm. um, they leave the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, their feelings, their expectations on their feelings aren't met. So I'm going to go and find it someplace else. Yeah, go to Vegas. 
It's too yeah, hot that's there. it. Too hot. It's too hot there right now. I'd rather be by the river and right. by myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays um, in Vegas. No. 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 Not, not God, always. Unless God drags not it always. out. <laughs> you brought something out of yeah. Vegas with you. Great. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's, uh, it's such a common thing, though. Like, it's probably one of the most common things that I talk to people about in, like, discipling people is they're like, hey, I used to have this fire. Now I don't. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that's the deception that comes in is it will blind you to the past, your past experiences of God. Yeah. And even those will lose their weight, like healings you've seen or miracles or being saved or someone, a prayer being answered. You'll be like that. I don't even know. Like, was that even real or whatever? And it actually is like, that's the chief danger is like to, <clears throat> to stay and camp out in the wilderness and not keep walking through the wilderness because yeah. it does have an end. Like, and so just like to keep walking and, you know, Jesus hungered in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. He fasted from things. Fasting is a big key. Like for me, when I get in these funks a lot, I don't know. I'm like, I'm also like confessing my, <laughs> my stuff, too. but I, I'm not yeah. really a perfect guy. So like, I always go through these ups and downs spiritually. And I totally agree with what you said. There will be like a suddenly right. breakthrough where you're like, Oh yeah, good. Like, and usually, you know, and then it's better than it was before because of the fact you walked through something. Yeah. But fasting is a huge key because there's things that, that we are medicating with, or there's things that are distracting mm. us or that are dulling our senses yep. that are dulling our appetites. So like, you know, whatever that may be for you, it's probably not food. It could be social media or something else, you know, um, whatever it may be. Um, there's also meditation on the word rather than reading the word. Yes. So I think it's like sometimes when you're just reading, you're like, this is all Hebrew, Greek, Greek. <laughs> it's all Greek. I was Aramaic. I don't understand so-and-so, any of this. So and so, the son of so and so. You should try it. Yeah, you should try an English, uh, an English translation of the Bible would help you. I'm just kidding, but um, no. But you instead of reading like, oh, this is uh, two chapters of John today, take one sentence of John and and be like, I'm going to read this a hundred times. Yeah. And sometimes it'll really break right there. And you're like, oh, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. So like kind of just these kind of, you know, like streamlining things down to basics of like getting your hunger back for God and just drilling in, like just drilling as deep as you can go. Um, that can get you out a little quicker um, in my experience. Um, and if you can evangelize, it will destroy this thing. <laughs> it's like the hardest, it's the hardest thing to do. But like, I'll go down and find some Jehovah's Witnesses, and I'll be like, I just want to tell you guys, because it's like right there, they they want to talk to you, and you're like, let me tell you guys something. Like, Jesus loves you so much, and then you're like, they try to argue with you about you got to obey this, this, and you're like, actually, Jesus obeyed it all, and like by the end, you're like, so all maybe right, Rose right. should yeah. try to <laughs> just, evangelize yeah, us, yeah. like the two of us. Maybe that'll get you preach out the of gospel, your, preach out the gospel spot. to us. I've heard you preaching the gospel as a worship leader the past two times, and it was awesome. Well, great. I think like <laughs> preach your way, preach your way out of a depression. I have a, I have a question for you, okay. Rose. <laughs> the last time God met you, mm-hmm. what did that look like? It was so cool. Um, what was it like? So I was, I was in one of these funks. <laughs> it was the before funk, which seems like not even, yeah. uh, anything compared to this one, but I was so, and just, I was, I get in these moods and you can just see it on my face. Sorry Uh if you've ever been on the other end of that, but it's not you. It's just my, my flesh. Anyway, um, I was at worship team practice and it was just kind of like, I don't know how to explain it super well. Just like when you're in a lull and like, it's almost like your eyes are glazed over and you're just there, but you're not there. Mm I was so angry. Nothing was, nothing was good. You know, nothing was happy. Nothing was like, everything was just horrible. And I started driving home and I get halfway there and the Lord was like, turn around and go to the chapel. I was like, couldn't I just meet you in my room? Like I'm already halfway (laughs) home. And so I kept driving and I got almost home and it was like, you need to go to the chapel. And I was like, Okay, so I turned around and I went back to the chapel and I just, I went in there and I turned on some instrumental music um, and like I was, you know, praying like, Lord, whatever I need to get rid of, 
like whenever I need to let go of, I'll get rid of it. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. let go of it. And like all of these things kept popping into my mind, like uh, physical things that like might stand in the way of him and me spending time together. And he's like, no, I'm so much bigger than that. No, I'm so mm-hmm. much bigger than that. Like he kept, cause my brain was just like, you know, trying to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And then like, he, he was like speak. This is when he actually changed the way he spoke to me for the first time. And, um, like I odd, like almost audibly heard him the way I heard him was just so cool. And I, I can't like, he was like, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like for choosing me when like you don't have like a, fi- like a family t- that's choosing me mm-hmm. all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like here as an example, it's, so I, that's like an important thing to me is family and, um, them not being here all the time is really hard for me. Um, cause I grew up in this house. I grew up with my family and then I made my choice to, to follow the Lord and be a part of this body. But, um, he's like, uh, he just basically was talking to me about that. And just this moment with him, with like my father and it was so great. And I mean, it wasn't even, you know, he didn't say like anything rev- like revolutionary to my life. It just, you know, knowing him in that moment was yeah. so extraordinary and being like one with him in the way that I was in that moment. But it took me, you know, turning around and going where he wanted to, where meet he you. wanted to meet me, not uh, what I wanted to do. Oh, that's a good thing. This is a takeaway for you. Mm-hmm. God wants to meet you someplace where he wants to meet yes. you. So a question I have for you about that. You said something very interesting. That was good, man. Yeah, you should be a pastor. What's that? Me? That was good. Yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I'll think about it. (laughs) I got to do that too. Yeah. So uh, the question I have for you is what um, you said, the way he talks to you, talked to you changed. Mm -hmm. What did that mean? I really don't know how to explain this, but I will give it my best shot. Yeah, try. Um, So the Lord speaks to me pretty clearly um, when it has to do with like prophecy for someone Mm -hmm. or like showing me something, Mm -hmm. Um, just like a knowing that it's him. Like it's never, it's not ever for me really been like, is this God that's showing me this? Like it's pretty much always I've known that this is the Lord showing mm-hmm. me this mm-hmm. um, about someone else or something else. But when it comes to me, um, it's like, oh, I'm not sure if, if God's telling me to do this or not, you know? And so he, I don't know how to explain this. It just was like, you know, I would think, or I'd, um, it's almost like when you get those random thoughts that come into your mind, like, oh, I'm hungry or, oh, I should do this. Like, it would kind of be like that, uh-huh. um, where it would just be more like him talking to me and not me, like, talking back, where I'd, like, say something back, but then there wouldn't be, like, a this. Like, it would just mm-hmm. be, like, a this. Does that make sense? Like, he'd exchange, I'd exchange, and then that was it. But then it became this, like, he exchanged to me, I exchanged to him, and then the exchange happened again. Does that make sense? Right. So it turned into a conversation. Yes. But also it was like, I don't know how to explain this. I'm so sorry. It was like, it went from being like my thoughts. Like, I don't know. Sorry about this. This is in my brain. This is what it was like. It was like, if someone's not watching right now, they need to be watching. (laughs) It was, it was like, he was up in the air, like above my brain in like a thought bubble, I guess. Like a thought bubble would pop up every once Uh in a while. But then it became like, you know, when you are thinking something to yourself and it's like you're speaking, but it wasn't me, it was him. Mm. And then that's what it became in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, there was no uncertainty that it was him. It was complete certainty that it was the Lord and that his presence was in the room. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> now I have more questions. <laughs> I have no more answers. No for more you. answers. You might have one. Um, yeah, who are you to God? Wow, 
Is this what it feels like to be like here when they ask you questions? Uh, so. I just say a Bible verse. Just yeah, Bible I don't have I don't have all of that knowledge under like my belt yet. It sounds like it's good, but yeah. I don't have to Do be you vulnerable. Have one that you could give me, I could borrow. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> accepted in the beloved. Oh, there you go. Accepted there you in the go. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm no, his daughter, man. You're his daughter. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, so you do have family resident. Yes. Oh, okay, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm learning actually how to trust in the brother, Jesus, mm-hmm. right oh, now. So. so that's the part of God. It's, it, actually, it's been almost a whole year that I've been, um, the Lord has been focusing that part. Because actually, the Father comes easy to me. Oh. But Jesus, for some reason was like the one where it was like, wow, I really am neglecting my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. So. That's good. Hmm. Yeah, whenever I think about Jesus, I think also he's, you know, Bird talks about him as the everlasting father. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just <laughs> our brother, but yeah. he's actually that too, him too. Yeah. And uh, Savior. he's like all yeah. in one, all yes. encompassing. And, you know, we try to kind of like pinpoint him to one thing. So this is who he is to you now. Yes. Is that what you're hoping he'll well, be to you? Well, I mean, he is who he is, you know? Uh-huh. There's no changing him. But then there's learning different parts of him, you know? Because mm-hmm. he, he's like never ending. So we always get to learn more about him and mm-hmm. understand his character more. And I think there's just like a part of his character that I have not allowed into my life, not out of like not wanting him there, just out of not pursuing that part of him. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that makes any yeah. sense. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. She said, uh, I'm like, you can't change him. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting. Yes. Term <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever wanted to? <laughs> that's yeah. a, you know. I mean, haven't we all? Yeah. Right? I mean, David does. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an idol. Yeah. I make, you know, we make them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Our hearts are idol factories, according to John Calvin. So oh, it's, wow. It's true. So, uh, how, five minutes right now? Yep. Wow. What are you going to do about all this, young lady? I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Otherwise, it was all for nothing. Uh, including his sacrifice. Ooh, I mean, you know, wow. for me. Yeah. You believed in vain if you don't persevere. I know sounds, that it's it worth biblical. it. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. it's worth it. I mean, yeah. I've I've gone through times and you know, each feels worse, <laughs> but like the fact is is that he has been so faithful my entire life. Uh-huh. And I don't know. He just he's always taking care of me. Like even in this time when he hasn't like been the relational person that I've wanted him to be, you know, like in my, my view of how Mm -hmm. I wanted him to be like, he's just taking care of things. Like we got blessed by a family that didn't know that we needed a blessing at a time. And like, we we kept like, Lord, you're our provider. Lord, we trust you. And then God spoke to this family and this family obeyed Mm -hmm. and he blessed me. And, you know, like he just he's so faithful. And like if you're faithful to him, he'll be faithful to you. And so I know that he's faithful. The question is, can I be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Jesus is praying for you. Yeah. Just say it again. He's not. He always gets his prayers. You know, it's like um, he told Peter, uh, Satan asked to sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you. Yeah. And when you return, strengthen your brothers. And I just sense that from God that you're going to bring so much strength to people. And so a lot of times in order to get strong, we have to be broken and go, go through more than, you know, I'm not going to say more than others, but like, you know, if your calling is a hard calling, there's going to be a harder process to it. And if the, mm-hmm. the greater the promise, the greater the process as pastor Pat might say. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So um, I just think that's another sign of your destiny. It's another sign that there's, there are great things ahead um, that he would, trust you with suffering and he would trust you with a wilderness time in a dark night of the soul. Cause he, he wants to reveal himself uh, to you and through you. And he already does reveal himself through you so much. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we can't give you like a trite answer. It's like, Oh hey, no, it's matter of be fact, all right. I, you know? I actually yeah. believe that there is an answer, um, in you 
the uh, it's him, but I want to, uh, as we're kind of peeling off here, getting ready to leave, um, I'd like you to speak to somebody out there who might be going through the same thing you are mm-hmm. um, and just speak to their soul, prophesy to them, pray for them, whatever you want to do, um, uh, because you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, like I had just said, like, you just need to know that he is so faithful yeah. and he's so good. And he bore his blood for you. Like hmm. the, <laughs> if you hmm. really can think about that, like God gave his child for another child and he allowed him to suffer so that our suffering could end. And I just want to encourage you that, you know, there's times where it feels not worth it to keep going and it feels not worth it to continue to endure, but it is. And joy comes in the morning. And that is our promise as his children. Father, we give you our praise. We worship you, O God. Our life is a sacrifice for you, O God. Lord, I lift up anyone who is enduring right now god and i ask that you give them the strength to continue to endure lord meet them where they are meet us where we are god we thank you that you are good and you are faithful and you are worthy of our lives god you paid the ultimate price for us god for our life so we give it freely to you you are worth it god you are worth it. Yeah, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, God. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. If you are listening and you're praying with us, I encourage you to just worship him and praise him, declare his goodness, declare his worthiness, declare his faithfulness. Yes, Lord. You are faithful, God. You are worthy, God. You are holy. You are mighty to be praised. There is none like you, God, in all of the earth. Thank you for your goodness. You are faithful. You are faithful, God. And we will endure because your victory is ours, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, go to spiritschoolofministry.com.